Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Runs Seaver into a hard screen, bobbles the dribble, Hancock goes after it, can't get it, Blackshear does, gives to Seaver, lobs it, and a slam power dunk by Harold. And just like that, Louisville has the lead. Welcome back to Fast Break Friday, presented by AL81. LA, the substrate of tomorrow. LA, a new kind of taste. LA, the substrate of tomorrow. LA, it's from another place. Crisp, clean, LA. Emanating from the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PNV network. Nick's uh, significant other sent us this. I was in here for Wednesday, so I always like to include a retroactive we want to know Wednesday fact. This is adorable, I think. Elephants' brains react to humans the same way that humans' brains react to puppies. They think we're cute. <laughs> I don't know how scientists would know that, but the hmm. guy says, I'm so happy that I've had no greater joy than knowing elephants think I'm cute. <laughs> so there you go. So there's your fact for today. Paul Rogers, Bob Valvano, Fast Break Friday. Let me do some business first, and then we'll get to the other stuff here. Uh, you know, it's time for you to think about changing your bathroom. If it's old, outdated, maybe mold, mildew, broken tiles, what are you waiting for? Call my friends at the Bath Authority. The Bath Authority provides the highest quality bathroom remodeling products, along with world-class customer experience. Modern, durable tubs and showers designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. What does that mean to you? Well, it means it'll be low maintenance, it'll be resistant to mold and mildew, it'll be easy to clean, and it will last for decades. Plus, comes with a lifetime warranty. And we're talking about everything. Walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions, and more. Every unit custom-built right here in the U.S. of A. And you pick the premium accents and accessories, including safety features like low-profile showers, uh, grab bars, shower seats. Hate those high-profile showers. They want all the attention, all the publicity. You don't, you don't want that. You want a low-profile shower. It's good. I like a nice, humble shower. A nice, humble shower. It looks like that. a million bucks, but acts like... Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just one of the members of the team. He's not trying to take the attention away exactly. from like the fixtures on the sink or anything like that. All Bath part, uh, Authority products, as I said, 100% made in the USA. You can, they can install it in as little as a day by certified factory technicians. And we've got deals. Call today at 502-822-5764, and you'll get $1,000 off a new shower or bath, plus 36 months of interest-free financing. You are their priority at the Bath Authority. Elevate your bathroom to a new level of luxury style.
Island Safety. Call today, 502-822-5764. Schedule your free in-home estimate today, and you'll get $1,000 off a new shower or bath. And 36 months of interest-free financing. It's like using somebody else's money. It's like using Paul Rogers' money. TheBathAuthority.com. A better bath awaits. There you go. So there's that. All right. Louisville gets ready for its last three games of the season, all at home, all games that you think they should be at least competitive in. I am going to say it, and I hope people don't get mad at me because I've said 15,000 times, and I mean it, and I think Paul feels the same. Kenny is as nice a human being as walks the face of the earth. If they had an all-good guy team, he would be on it, and he'd be on the first team, if not the captain. But I just don't see how anything could happen in the time that's left in this year to warrant a third year just because of the business part of it that we're playing in front of an 85% empty house um, the excitement is not there it's just I just and the question is though and I'll let Paul pick up the narrative from here I don't know who stays and who goes in either scenario? If somehow he came back for a third year, would the players stay or would they then go? Or the other way around, if he goes, would they stay or would they go? And I, I don't know if they can base their decision on that. I think you got to kind of do what you think is, is in the benefits of the long term of the program. And, and I just I, – I just – I'm not – Advocating it, I'm just suggesting it from observing it. It looks like that's the way they have to go. You remember when Kenny came here and he really wanted Dre Davis to stay. And I think Dre, to some degree, did want to and want to play for Kenny. But on the other hand, in the end, what he told Kenny was, I just can't take it anymore. I need to go somewhere else. And... I don't know how many of these players might feel the same way. Again, under either scenario, uh, in, in, the, in the Dre Davis case we're talking about, it was a coaching change, but still he felt like he just had to get away. Out of here. And it's worked out well for him. I mean, yes, i got to be candid. It has. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I, it's, it's hard to envision uh, a third year under Kenny. And again, echoing everything you said, I've – He's never been anything but cooperative and pleasant to talk to, uh, but he's paid to win games, and it's hard to see this continuing. And again, whichever way it goes, I have no idea what players might be back under either scenario next year. I just I think that the the mindset of players now is if you're in doubt, they're going to leave. I don't know why they like to be recruited again. They the grass is always greener. I don't know. I don't know what their NIL deals are here, and if they would find some elsewhere. Um, I mean, I think they have decent players. I mean, I, I think there are some skills among the group, but um, you know, I don't. I, it, it, players are of two minds basically. One is that. If a new guy comes in, he'll recognize how good I am, you know. And so then the, uh, things will start happening the way I want them to. Or the other way around is, well, I like like Dre said, it's not my fault. I can't take this anymore. i got to go somewhere else. And so I just I don't know. But uh, that's why I worry. Either way, I mean, I'd be thrilled if they bring somebody in and that guy comes in and all of a sudden the transfer portal is open and, oh, my goodness, there's great players and great guys and, and Louisville's great next year. But I still believe whatever happens, there's still going to be some, you know, it's like uh, we may, you know, you, you, you're not just all of a sudden you got no foundation, you got nothing but an empty lot and think you're going to have a building up in, in, a, in a day or a month. It doesn't work that way. I think considering the passion 
this community has for basketball, the resources it has, the facilities it has, and yes, the tradition it has, all makes it feasible for Louisville to make a quick recovery. The least important of those, unfortunately, speaking as an old guy, is past tradition, history. Players don't care about that. They want to come play for a dynamic coach who can get them to the NBA. Yes. And you're a thousand percent right there. I mean, they don't. Not only they just don't know. I mean, it's not a matter of they're deliberately oblivious to it. They don't know. No. They they don't know who's won or who didn't win. Or I mean, that, and that's sad in a way, but that's the reality. They don't want to come play here because of Purvis Ellison or <laughs> Danny Crumb. I mean, they want. You're right. But again, if you can get them here. When they do see what's oh. here in terms of facility, the passion, the NIL, the whole package, I mean, there's there's still uh, a lot here to attract and support this, a do, successful program. Do you know, you talk to people that I don't, are they flush with cash for NIL? Are they confident they can go stack up with anybody out there when it comes to opening their purse strings? I think so. I mean, look what football's doing. Uh, certainly, they've been successful at it. So, uh, as far as I know, they're very active with the uh, collectives and however else you do that stuff. It, it's all sort of still voodoo to me. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, I, th- I think they're in, in good position financially and in terms of, of being organized and how they've got a program all, all there ready to go. As far as I know, yes. I think NIL had to come about um, because of – the simple fact that now players can go wherever they want and if they kept trying to like in Rex's book he documents he had a shoebox full of money under his bed and would tell Reggie his roommate if you need some just take some Mm -hmm. because we can always get more and that's not to be Oh, hypercritical of Kentucky. It's just it was going on everywhere. I mean, that's what we re- I realized. I was like I said when I got into coaching, I was naive. I didn't know that was going on basically everywhere you turned around. And uh, and now I don't I don't think they could ostensibly try and pretend that players aren't getting money when they're all leaving at any at the drop of a hat i mean it's just so they have to at least fess up to it and they you know they've got this cockamamie way of of getting money to them but it'll change eventually they'll just start getting paid you don't have to like it but that's what's going to happen i mean that's that's it it needs to be uh the College players are much more free agents than NBA players Absolutely. are. It's way no more regulated at, at the professional level than it is at the college level right now. That's got to change, to be yeah. honest with you. you. Can't I mean, continue. That they can't continue. That won't sustain. The NBA guys can't leave the, at the All-Star break. I think I'll go play for San Antonio. I mean, it doesn't work that way. By the way, did you see in a very small story that didn't get reported much, but it really got my attention because this could be significant in the overall scheme of things. Did you see... Where UMass is leaving the Atlantic 10. No, I did not. And and I'll tell you why I think that's significant. Because they are leaving not so much for basketball, I don't think. I don't mean to speak for them, but I don't think so. But for their football team has done very well at like 1AA or whatever they were. They're moving to the MAC, which is... You know, a much better, good football conference. A very good football conference. Um, the but they were one of the charter members of the A10, which has been, 
you know, for a long time, the first other league. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the Power Five or Six when the Big East was in. And then the first one that came to mind was usually them, and maybe now the Mountain West. And now for them leaving, I mean, as a big article, the, the UMass move to the MAC is a brutal blow to its men's basketball program. In an attempt to make its football team relevant, UMass has sacrificed traditions, rivalries, and a lot of money. And and that's what so what I'm saying is maybe somebody will because they're going to buy the you can say what's well how does that bode for the future well what they're going to do is they're moving everything to the Mac with the exception of uh, I forget what it is I think it's hockey because the Mac doesn't offer hockey which always leads me to say well if that's the case why don't they start sports specific conferences <laughs> yeah I mean if they would do that they could stay in the the A10 for basketball which suits their needs and play in the MAC for football which suits their needs what's what is it the is it the SEC does not have is it men's soccer. soccer. Yeah, yeah that's UK so used to, to be. The UK play, play, and they the played in the MAC, I think, didn't they? I thought they played in the Sun Belt. I don't remember. I'm not sure, but, but I was thinking yeah, MAC. But the yeah. soccer team had to play any differently. So, I mean, they do that all the time on a case by case basis. Why not formalize it? I just, I think it's just. You want to know the truth? I think it's too much work. I don't think anybody could you imagine realigning every league and the scheduling that we're going. But but it's like one of those things where you do your your house your spring cleaning. It's a pain in the ass, but when you're done, doesn't your house look so much better? <laughs> yeah. Well, this would make so much more sense. Yeah. It's just it's it's crazy. I, I don't know where we're going from there. Uh, I don't know. People I, people wanted me to ask him about this, but I don't think it's true. He said Kenny Payne in the book. Rex, if you're just if you're just joining us, the first hour, the whole hour spent with Rex Chapman, who has just written a book with Seth Davis, which is really a bear your soul. He was on, he was practically in tears with us in the interview. I mean, it's, it's I feel for him. It had to be traumatic as much as it might have been cleansing for him. But he talks in there. He refers to Kenny Payne as my pal. So he thinks he and Kenny are didn't realize that. yeah very close. Hmm. He talks about how he was playing with Purvis Ellison and Kenny Payne. They would play in the summer or stuff, and and he was talking with Kenny. And um, I don't know what he was talking with him about, but he's constantly referencing in that very short chapter of the book, as it covers his whole life, that he was he called him my my pal Kenny Payne. And a texter says, I wonder if Kenny Payne uh, really suggested. In the recruitment process, that he go to UK. I don't. Why would he do that? I don't know why Kenny would have done that. I mean, I'm not sure they knew each other. With so what, Kenny wasn't Kenny from Mississippi. Yeah, but, but Kenny. Uh, so why would he yeah, have but had Kenny? Plus, Kenny was he, Rex. Rex was a senior in high school in 1978. Kenny Payne played here in 1986. Yes. Yeah, so so I'm not sure there's make a, a connection there sense. at all. I don't understand. What, I'm just for, for that. Text yeah. That, that's crazy. Um, Texter does this. I wonder if Kenny ever really wanted to be a college head coach. Because, you know, we heard at the time he said people told him not to take the job, and I was surprised when they said it. But in hindsight now, do you think they they detected a sense of hesitancy in his demeanor? Because, to be honest with you, you talk to people. P.J. Colissimo has said this. Uh, he's, uh, others are irrelevant. But they say, you know, half tongue-in-cheek, the best job in basketball is an NBA assistant coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just – I do think – and how do I state this? I do think Kenny felt a strong obligation to take this job. Uh, did he passionately want it to the ends of the earth? I would question that. But that doesn't mean he wasn't going to come here and give it all he had and be dedicated to it. Right. But I do think there was a strong sense of obligation in his reasoning for taking the job. 
Well, I mean, it, to some degree, it's it's an analogy between Roy Williams when he went from Kansas to North Carolina. I mean, the guy had won big at Kansas. They loved him there. But if you remember, Matt Darty was there before him, who was a Carolina guy, and it imploded on him. And Dean Smith called Roy, basically, and asked him to please come back and take the job. And Roy said, Dean calls, you go. I <laughs> yeah. mean, and so that's why yeah, that, that's a, a, a little bit similar from the standpoint that I think Roy probably was happy and could have stayed there and maybe thought he should stay there, but felt obliged he did feel to it. go help out the alma mater. Yeah, which and is what he did. Of course, it worked out quite well for him. Yeah, he had a pretty good run, no question about that. Um, I wanted to ask you about this, too, because I have a game next weekend, um, which I'm looking forward to. It's, it's at Kansas at Houston. The Big 12 is just loaded right now. Loaded. They were on the brink of obscurity a couple of years ago. Oh, the poor Big 12, they're getting left behind all yeah. this stuff. And then they had the vision to say, oh, yeah, well, we're going coast to coast. And they bring in Houston, who's the number one team in the country right mm-hmm. now, and had a good football team. They didn't have a good year this year, but they've been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCF, who's been surprisingly good. They've been good in football, and they surprised some people in basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and the league, if anything, has gotten even stronger. BYU just won BYU at Kansas. BYU won at Kansas, of all places. I mean, Cincinnati's record is not great, but they been very They're competitive. competitive They're very yeah. competitive. So the question I have to you is because somebody said, "Was it?" I forgive me. All the conversations run together. The uh, the the I think it was Drew who was talking about this. Deaner probably was talking about this. That the ACC is perceived as being down a little this year. And he said we've heard this story before, but then it seems like when the tournament comes, you look and there they are. There's always <laughs> a couple teams in the elite eight. Even mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I really think there are some teams like. Uh, where is an where's Arizona going? Is Arizona going to the? Uh, they joined the Big Twelve Let's too. See, they're gosh, we went through this last week, I think, and I've already. They're forgotten. not going to the Big I, Ten. I, I, I think they? they're going to the Big Twelve. Yeah, I believe so. Oh my God, because they are. I had I haven't talked to you guys since I did that game. I went from the Arizona game to Disney for a few days and then came in here. They are great. <laughs> they are really, really good. I can't fathom adding them to that league. Right. My God. So it's just, uh, I, I don't know if this is going to be a year where the ACC surprises some people, because who's going to make a run? I like Duke. They're a nice team. They are well coached. John does a terrific job. They, We were talking about, you and I off air, how solid they are defensively. They're all just in the right position. They understand how to play defense. They help each other beautifully. They love to shoot it. They drill that. I don't even know if you know this. The, the, uh, there must be a term for it because there's terms for everything in basketball now. But it's where you, you front the ball to a guy. And, and now they run guys to, if you draw the foul line extended all the way across the court, where he's behind the three-point line, but he's even with the foul line. It's mm-hmm. not really the corner. It's not the top. That's where they, And that's a tough place to defend because it takes a long time to get to the corner, so you won't get that. And if you shoot in the middle of the floor, the defense is all compacted there, but that spot is vulnerable. Duke loves to shoot it there. They run guys there. Well, what we do in the postgame, a couple of guys who didn't play a lot of minutes came out, or maybe they were red-shirting. I don't know what they, did, but they were doing nothing but that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the manager was there when they were running to the spot, get ball and shoot it. Back up, run to the spot, get won't shoot it. And that's where the guys are, are shooting from. So they, the point is, when you watch them play, you get a sense that they are doing the things that they 
drill, and they do very well. And that may bode well for the tournament. I don't know. Carolina looks very dangerous. But beyond that, I mean, I look at the Yukons, the Arizonas, the, the Houston's even. Um, who else is up there? I mean, uh, I just, I'm not sure anybody in well, the ACC is, is, is at Virginia, that class. Is Virginia still the third place team in the conference? They, they are. That's real quick and see. another indication of that, how yeah, I, I, I think Carolina and Duke are legitimate good teams. Yes. Are they Final Four teams? Maybe marginally. But I can't honestly say anybody else is looking like a Final no, Four team. They're really not. Um, I'm trying to remember how good we thought Miami was booing into the tournament last year. I, I well, thought they were pretty good. I don't know that I thought they were Final Four good. That's fair. Um, so there's... But, oh, Purdue. How could I leave out Purdue? Houston, Purdue, and UConn are the three teams that are receiving first place votes. Houston overwhelmingly in first place. Purdue second. UConn's third. Tennessee right now is fourth. And uh, and Marquette is fifth. Arizona's sixth. Uh, I guess they lost uh, somewhere because they dropped two spots. But I think they're really good. So so your top your top four in the ACC. Most people are looking at probably four into the tournament, maybe a fifth. So your top four are North Carolina, Duke, obviously Virginia is third, and then you've got three team uh, three teams with ten wins, two or ten and seven. Clemson and, and Wake Forest are ten and seven. Syracuse is ten and eight. I don't think. Uh, I think Wake Forest is a team that could get hot just because they're so good offensively. Yes. But um, I, I don't really see a legitimate threat for a deep run coming from anybody other than those top two. No, I, 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 I mean UVA. I don't know, maybe they'll be the first team in history to get to the Final Four having only scored total in the first four games 80 points. They win 20-18 <laughs> yeah. to 20-17. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're painful to watch. And I, Tony's, I love Tony, but good God. I, I, you bet he's, he's very fortunate he's got a fan base that embraces that. <laughs> so their, their last two games... They've lost them both, and they've only scored in the 40s. But it used to be if they had 44, you'd get 40. Yeah. Now they get thrashed uh, thrash by Virginia Tech, 75 to 41, and then lost to North Carolina, 54 to 44. Then did beat Boston College barely the other night, 72 to 68. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. I haven't bought into UVA at all. I just I, I, you, at some point you got to score. Clemson, I don't know about. I I thought they were pretty good. You know, same deal. When you see teams at their best, you form an opinion. The first half, Louisville was so bad against them. Maybe it wasn't Clemson was that good, but they looked good. The big kid played well. Uh, but then the second half, Louisville was just dot kicking their butts. So I don't know what to make yeah. of them. Wake is dangerous to me. Uh, but again, they're not playing the tournament in Winston Salem. If they were playing the tournament in Winston Salem, I like their chances. Yeah, they're the only unbeaten team in the league, fifteen and zero. So I don't know where uh, we go from. And, then, and after they won their 15th game, they went and lost at Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of year in college basketball. Uh, last thing before we take our break, and then we'll go get our picks. Um, oh, to, Rex dunked on KP in Freedom Hall. Uh, don't think so. Let's see. Let's go see. Let's get I our got years. The years right. Rex graduated from high school, I think, in 1978. Am I right about that? Can we check that to be I'm sure? I'm looking right now. I think that's the year of the Apollo-Shelby County famous game. He, I don't think so. He played at UK from 86 to 88, so he couldn't have graduated Oh my gosh, I'm way off on that. Yeah. I got my years really mixed Lance, up. Lance McGarvey says he graduated Apollo in 86, because okay. Lance graduated in 87. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Did he go to Apollo? 
I yeah. think what I'm thinking of is I believe Shelby County did win the state in 78. And somehow I got that Apollo and Shelby County thing into the wrong era. So, yeah, Rex, yes, Rex, of course he did. Now, so that's I, I, why I, I don't he, know how I got so confused. He was because, going through the recruitment, I guess, and I don't know how we met Kenny. What, what, were, you, what were Kenny's years here? Do we know? Uh, his first, he was a freshman on the 86 championship team, I believe. And that's Rex Fressermere. Kenny so Payne they're exactly the same age. Was here? Well, maybe they were being recruited at the same time. Maybe that's why. He told because them. when when Kentucky came here and beat Louisville so no, bad, I, that was in the early days of the three point shot. So obviously he was a year ahead of he was a year ahead of um, Kenny Rex. Oh. Kenny was here eighty five to eighty nine. So his first okay. year was eighty five eighty six. Rex first year was eighty six eighty seven. Okay. Yeah. So he must have come and visited while Kenny was here. And so the speculation is Kenny told him to go to UK. I find that hard to believe. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, but well, actually, James just showed me. There's he shows me the he showed me the video yeah. of Kenny saying, "I told Rex to go to Kentucky." Oh no, I thought you meant the. Sorry, I was trying to pull it up on the computer. No, we got uh, we got the years straight. I'd, I'd confused Rex dunking on Kenny Payne. Okay, we, yeah. uh, I had confused Aaron. Well, you're three topics ago. We left that one. <laughs> I'd exit sorry, eight. I was, I've been trying 12. to. I've been trying okay. to pull it up. Great. Sorry, I Thank pulled you. out. My point fun. on the on the Rex years was when he came here and Kentucky beat Louisville so badly, he killed him. And Kentucky killed Louisville in three-point shooting. So it couldn't have been in the early 80s because a three-point shot came in in, what, 87, right? Somewhere in there because I was coaching at Kutztown at that time. We had no three-point shot. I think the three-point shot came in the year after Louisville won the championship, 1986-87. Okay, I'll buy that. Might be right. Um, Beginning in 2026, Nick says, ask Paul about this real quick before we get to break. So I'm very coachable. Uh, Brett McMurphy has uh, just put this up a very short while ago. Beginning in 2026, there'll be yet another new playoff format in college football. What that playoff looks like is still to be determined. It might stay at 12 teams, doubtful. Could expand to 14, probably. Maybe even 16. Not likely, but who knows. Um, I'm surprised when we haven't even had that's one what, year of the 12-team playoff. They're already trying it. to change it. I agree with 100%. It's like we already decided it doesn't work. How can you tell? Yeah. Well, it just I said so. It doesn't work. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand that at all. Well, I, I listen, I'm cynical. So what happened is somebody convinced them, if you think you'll make money with the 12-team format, <laughs> look what I got yeah. for you, and I'll give you a 14-team format, and you'll make more money. And so I don't know. It's, it seems it seems kind of crazy, um, and it's going to create some crazy situations because as he's as Brett's talking about, okay, fine, forget about the sheer numbers. How do you determine who those teams are? And so one of the things that they said, if it's a fourteen team model, uh, if you you would have made the fourteen team playoff with this, he goes and explains it. And if you want to read it, go to the Action Network and you can read it. But what he says is, for example, in twenty nineteen. Virginia was 24th in the country. They would have qualified because they finished as the ACC's second-highest-ranked team. They would have been in despite the fact there are four group of five teams ranked ahead of UVA, like Memphis, Appalachian State, Cincinnati, and Navy. But the the power guys are looking after their wallets, and you're going to take two from those leagues, so they would be the second-best team, and they would go. Hmm. That kind of defeats the purpose, does it not? No, they, they, you know, the selection committee in basketball always maintains 
what conference you're in has nothing to do with it. It's you're taking team yeah. by team by team by team. Right. And if if that's the case, that's the way the football would have to be. You right. can't well, just give, just because it's it won't be. <laughs> I mean, there's no way it will be. They watch the purse strings very closely in football. Uh, we'll take a break. Paul Rogers with us. We'll come back and give our fearless picks and uh, give you the update on our standings as well. I'm going to go get the magic book out of the car, which I left it. And when we come back, we'll do that. So stay with us. ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Rebound run down by the Cardinals. Here goes Siva. Slows. Now gives off. Hancock three out top. Good! There's your answer. There's your answer right there. Three straight threes for Luke. It's 36-32 Michigan and a timeout from John Beeline. Welcome back to Fast Break Friday presented by AL81. Crisp, clean, L.A. Emanating from the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PNB Network. What? What do you want? Why, why, why are you pestering me? I'm trying to do a radio show. We're coming back, Dad. What? Well, the, the music means. Yeah, oh. I know. Can you do it on the air? Because, you know, the yeah. show's back. Right. That'd be great. All right, let's see how we did last week. Paul took Wake on Saturday, and they beat Duke 83-79. He gets a point. I took Carolina, and they beat Virginia. I get a point. We go to the Big East. He took Creighton, and they have to scroll back to Saturday the 24th. Was it Sunday? Sunday. They lost to St. John's. You do not get a point. I took Seton Hall on Saturday. They won. I get another point. I have two. All right. We go to the Big Ten. You took Penn State. And they... They won. They beat Indiana, I believe. They beat Indiana 83-74. It's a point for you. I took Rutgers. And they lost. So that's 2-2. Kansas State was your next pick in the Big 12. And you, I think, won with that, but let me double check. I believe so also. They beat BYU. That's a good win for Kansas State. I took Baylor, and they lost. That was a hell of a game in overtime. Houston, that was a great game, but I still don't get a point, so you have me 3-1 at that point. We go to Colorado. I forgot what the hell league they're in now. they still in the uh, Pac-12. They're still in the Pac-12? They haven't left yet? Yes. No, they've left. They're not in there. Well, they're in there now. They won't be next year. Are they still on? Yeah, they are. My bad. You took Colorado. Oh, and they beat Utah like a drum. That was a good pick out of you. 89-65. Wow. So I'm 4-1. I, I one. took Washington State. They lost Arizona State. So right now you've got four. I've got two. And then I think you took UK. And they won, right? 
I think I yes, I think so. They beat Alabama last right, year. You go. had a big week, five and one. Mm-hmm. Wow! And I took Auburn, and Auburn. I think they got one. No, they beat Georgia. Oh, that's right. So I got three. You got five. So that makes you have twenty three, and I have twenty four. One point lead. What a ball game we got going here. Unbelievable. We may have to start doing, picking college baseball just to <laughs> go all the way through the spring. Speaking of that, Louisville plays today. What a lovely day for oh, baseball. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's funny. He said, said uh, there's so many things he just put in his book, Rex, that stayed with me. Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound I'm not crazy. It's just true. I was the leading hitter on every baseball team I played till I got, and a couple of them I led the team in home runs, too. I could hit. till I got to... Uh, like high school, middle, uh, middle. What would he call? We called it junior high. It was like ninth grade, freshman year. And and he said he stopped playing baseball because he was afraid of the ball. And I was too, to be honest with you. Hmm. They started throwing way harder, <laughs> and I was like, I don't really want to stand in there when they're throwing it that hard. And it's true. It's you know what's his name? Tim Kirkchen wrote a great piece for ESPN dot com about fifteen years ago. He allowed them to speak an- anonymously, but he asked major league players. And they said, oh, my God. He said, every day we play, we have to overcome our fear of the ball. And he said he was amazed how many of them who were afraid of the ball were not afraid of them at the plate. They were afraid as infielders. Hmm. They were Because the guys hit it so hard. I mean, the exit velocity now is 110 yeah. miles an hour. And they said, you know, ball takes a short hop on you. It's going to knock all your teeth out. And, you know, when you're at the plate, at least you have some protection. You're in the field. You're just standing there. I mean, so I thought that was interesting. But he talked about being afraid they of the should, ball. They should, infielders should start wearing helmets with face masks. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, they would never do it. But the women's softball pitchers do. Yeah, they that's wear, true. They wear for facial yeah. protection. But uh, how did I get into that? We were talking about... Uh, because you are you. No, but it was something <laughs> that was actually relevant to what we were speaking about. Um, I can't remember now. Being afraid of... Oh, Rex in his book. Uh, was, uh, yeah, but he said something else I was going to allude to. That's irrelevant. Let's move on. Uh, I'll remember when we're three picks into this. Yes. You know what I was going to say before? This is what I was going to tell you about. All right, let's go. Since you won last week, I get to give you the first game. So we start in the ACC. We go in all the Power Six conferences. We take a look at the ACC for this weekend. There are a lot of mediocre matchups in the ACC this week, which makes them hard to pick. Mm, where's the ACC? There it is ACC. Okay. Uh, Florida State, Georgia Tech. NC State, North Carolina, Wake at Virginia Tech, UVA at Duke, Pitt at BC. Wow. I'm going to give you that one. Pitt at BC. What are you going to do with that? By the way, the computer, as I always like to give you the same resources I have, says Pitt is a 55% chance to win that game. And we don't pick point spreads here, so that's what we look at. At one time, I was getting pretty strongly in the Pitt corner, but I've I like the way Boston College has hung in there this year. They do still have a winning record. 15 and 13. And they they play teams pretty close, and they are at home, so they'll have that great home court disadvantage going for them. I love that. Remember the backwards home court advantage? Yes. Opponents aren't used to playing in empty gyms. <laughs> but they that big kid can play. Mm-hmm. Post. Uh, post is... I'm going to pick Boston College. All right, so Paul takes BC. What are you giving me? Uh, hang on. You're at the there, all the games are Saturday, by the way. There's nothing on the schedule for Sunday. Uh, ACC has doesn't have Sunday games anymore. That yeah, I they recall. used to have that Sunday I don't, night yeah, showcase. To, yeah, don't. Uh, I'm going to give you. Mm. Tick tick 
I'll tell you what, the, what I think of the close ones. Florida State and Georgia Tech's intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they all are. I mean, well, NC Wake, State at Carolina, you got to think Carolina's going to win that. Right. Wake at Virginia Tech, also, that may be the most evenly matched mm-hmm. game of all. Wow. And um, I'm going to give you Clemson at Notre Dame. Okay. All right. Well, I don't. I, Notre Dame squeezed about as much out of that stone, I think, as they can. I'm going to take uh, the Clemson Tigers. The computer says they got an 81% chance. Really? Yeah. I, w- I was going to pick Notre Dame had you given Clemson. me that. All right. Uh, we move on to, and I go first in this one. We drop to the Bigs. Big Ten. First game is Big Ten. They play Saturday and Sunday. Um, good one's there. Bad one there. Ooh. Do oh, I give you Indiana again? I think I do. Sunday, Indiana plays at Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. The computer is thoroughly convinced Kevin Willard's team is going to win. 82% chance to win, according to the computer. Okay, it's my turn to give you one first. Oh, did I? You gave me Pitt, BC. Oh, I did. You're right. Okay. You're so, going to give me that one? So I'm going to – I don't know yet. Let me check here. Who else we got? <laughs> Just stop, stop pushing me. Quit pushing. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm doing well, I can't give you Illinois Wisconsin because no, you're doing that I game. Am. Okay, so I'll skip that one, and that, I will and go. Sadly for you, that may be the most even yeah, match of all of them. Um, okay, take your stab at Indiana, Maryland. I knew you were going to do that to me. Uh, well, I, I listen. I, you know, Kevin Willard is our guy, and the computer says 82. percent Who am I to defy the computer? So I'll take Maryland. Um, I will give you. Uh, I think this is an interesting one here. I just erased the damn thing. Hold on. Big Ten. All right. Um, Iowa at Northwestern. What do you like there? Northwestern, making a believer out of you yet? Yeah, kind of. I would have to go with the Wildcats. Okay. Northwestern it is. All right. Now I go first since I screwed that one up. Big 12. Full goody. Oh, man. Give you KU at Baylor. Baylor's a seventy-one percent favorite in that one. How about that? Maybe I don't do that one just yet. Um, TCU BYU, nope. Kansas State Cincinnati. They're all kind of one-sided for the home team. Um, I'll give you a strange one. Iowa State at UCF. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I do like Iowa State. UCF has been surprisingly good, even though the record's not great. But again, they're sort of like Cincinnati. That they're Georgia they're Tech. They haven't got a lot of wins, but they got yeah. good wins. So uh, I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to go with UCF. All right. All right. What are you giving me? Um, All Saturday games in the Big 12 as well. Right? Yeah, they're all Saturday, yes. Uh, I will... You're right, they all look like pretty obvious home team wins here. Except... But they're good at home. Uh, Texas second, West Virginia. West Virginia's really been bad. It's not like... Not much better than we are. Nine wins, we have eight wins. So, I'll take Texas too. Texas Tech looking to get the 20th win on the season. All right, so now I go first as we go to the Big East, which is an interesting league. 
The Big East does have Sunday games. The Sunday game is Seton Hall at UConn. I don't think I'll give you that. But I wait, 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 wait. It's my, it's my turn to give you, right? Because... Did I do that again? I guess it is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I don't know why I keep doing it. <laughs> All right, Big East uh, Sunday, you said. Seton Hall, UConn. That's a no-brainer. Uh... Closest one, let's see, maybe you won't get anything I want to Well, I got to give you Marquette at Creighton. Okay. Um, Creighton made a believer out of me, Greg McDermott. Um, I, although Marquette, and I like Shaka, and they're playing really well right now. But I can't pick against Creighton at home. So I'll take Creighton. Here's the one that the computer says is almost 50-50. Villanova at Providence. Yes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 51, 50.5% is the favorite for Providence at home. How about that? What are you going to do with that? I'm taking the home team. Providence Friars. All right, two leagues to go. Uh, you gave, I gave you, you gave me, I gave you, you gave me. So I give you this one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where, where are we? Pa- are we we're, Pac-12? We're at the uh, Pac-12 and then the SEC. This yeah. is Pac-12. Uh, I'll tell you what I think is an interesting game is UCLA at Washington State. Because UCLA has struggled mightily. They just got beat by Washington. I hope that guy keeps his job. I like Mike Hopkins. He's a good guy. And I think if they had lost their center, they might be even better than they are. They're still 16 and 13. They're still a good team. But he's at the end of his contract. I'm afraid he may go, and I feel bad about that. But anyway, I digress. They, they put a pretty good whooping on UCLA the other night, though. So that, that was, Mick Cronin's teams usually bounce back after they get spanked. So do they bounce back this time at Washington State, 22-7? and 7. Who do you like there? Oh, I gotta go with Washington State. Okay, Wazoo boys, what are you giving me now? I will give you What's the Stanford and Colorado is the Sunday game. I'll have to give the USC at Washington. That's fairly even. Uh, again, I'm picking against my boy Hop, so I'll take Washington. Although I coached against the guy at USC too. He's a really good guy also, but I'm pulling for Hop here, so I'll take Washington Washington in that one. We wrap it up where it just means more in the Southeastern Conference. And let's see what we got there. Uh, you give me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I gotta give you Tennessee. Oh, you're gonna make me go wait, with my guy Nate here. Yeah, but wait a minute, I'm not firm yet because I think you know, a like Jello pick might be. You're still in the fridge, still molding up. Yeah, I give you Tennessee, Bama. Pick that one. I'll take Bama at home. They're good at home, so uh, I'll take the Fighting Nate Oates. Although again, another good guy. Uh, Rick Barnes, really good guy, and I think he's got a chance to do something special, but. Um, Alabama at home. Tennessee kind of has the, the Purdue mystique hanging over their postseason. They head. do. They do. Rick Barnes, I, I, I really do hope he can make a deep postseason run. He deserves it. Has, has he ever been to the Final Four? Did he Don't go think, once? Uh, I think he went once. Did he? Let's go take a look. Maybe with Texas? Yes, I think so. But let's go look. He's won every place he's been, but he hasn't made any, any deep March runs. Let's go see. Uh he was, uh, he was actually Clemson way back, wasn't he? Yeah. Providence, Cle- Clemson. Here's his head coaching record. Here we go. Uh, they went to the 64. They went to the 64 under 32. So he had Final Four when he was at Texas in 02-03. That's the only Final Four. He's been to a number of Elite Eights. 
That's the only Final Four, I think. Yep, the only one. Hope he's, I'd like to see McNuggle. He's a good person. All right. Uh, what are we wrapping up in? The SEC, and I'm giving you one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go see if I can find the darn thing. ESPN, SEC. Oh, I, I like that game. I do like that game. This is almost, this is almost, the computer says this is right down the middle, fitty-fitty. Florida at South yeah, Carolina. That was the one I was debating whether to give you that one or, or uh, the Alabama game. Um, what are you going to do here? I'm going to go, again, I'm just going to take the home team here, South Carolina. All right, you, South Carolina. I got all home teams this week. Eh, not so, not the worst thing to do. So, Paul has taken BC, Northwestern, Central Florida, Providence, Washington State, and South Carolina. I have taken Clemson, Maryland, Texas Tech, Creighton, Washington, and Alabama. And I wish us both good luck. Me too, but a little better for me. <laughs> All right, buddy. I look forward to seeing you Tuesday, which you might I mean, your, sadly be your farewell performance. The last time that we work together this year, we'll see. But in the meantime, you got one for tomorrow, and um, we'll talk about that when we see each other again. Next week, by the way, a little programming note, it'll be Fast Break Thursday. We're going to yeah, do it a day early since I got a skedaddle on Friday out of town. So we'll do a Fast Break show on Thursday. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, – we didn't even we didn't even do a good promo for uh, AL8, Kentucky's original soft drinks since 1926 didn't even give them any love at all the whole show and this program is brought to you by la kentucky's original soft drinks since 1926 original ginger when the show is brought to you by la kentucky's original ginger soft drinks since 1926 you should mention that it's brought to you by la kentucky's original ginger soft drinks since 1926 comes in a variety of flavors like cherry zero what company are we talking about that would be la kentucky's original ginger soft drinks since 1923 very good 1926. 1926. What did yeah. I say? Three? Three. 26. 1926. Yeah, we are complete. Yeah. The guy's done. He's online, too. Like, yeah, we're done with you guys. All right. We'll take a break. Back with more. Wait, no, no, no. Do a, do a read. What do you do? No, you didn't do one for bathroom. I'm going to do that in this hour. Well, no, no, no. Because what we're doing, <laughs> well, for producing on the air, dun, dun. Um, you and I have a lot of work to do before you get out of here for um, your flight. And I got to get to the restaurant. And quite honestly, the interview from Rex Chapman was really, really good. So we're going to play a chunk of that interview. And you and I are basically stepping away. Because um, the interview, I mean, we probably do this anyway, to be honest with you. But you and I have some stuff we got to take care of. Um, okay. That is time well, sensitive. So I will tell you about our friends at Universal Windows Direct. And boy, is there, if ever there were a day to do this read, this is the day. I went outside to the car to get this book. It is brutal out there again. It's unbelievable. Winter is back in full. We have to march, and it's back in full force. Cold, windy, damp, nasty, nasty. And if you suffer, you, you've been cold in your own home. Don't suffer through one more week, month, even in a colder, drafty home. Call my guys at Universal Windows Direct. Super Spacer Technology helps keep the edge of the glass warmer. It holds the window seal longer. It makes the windows last up to five times longer than other window systems. So your windows from Universal perform better and last longer. Plus, Universal backs it all up with a true lifetime warranty for as long as you own your home. 30 years to the next homeowner. How about that? Now that, my friends, is a warranty. Call Universal Windows Direct today. 502-487-5099. For every two windows you buy, you get two free. Buy two, get two. That's a great deal. Buy four, get four. Buy 20, get 20. See, you're detecting a pattern there? I think you can figure that out. Plus, they'll upgrade your new windows to triple-pane glass for free. That means extra protection from the elements, a consistent temperature in your home, increased energy efficiency, and reduced heating and cooling costs, plus a quieter 
and more comfortable home. The number, 502-487-5099. 502-487-5099. Schedule your free in-home estimate today. For every two windows you buy, get the next two free, plus a free upgrade to triple pane glass, and they'll double your energy tax credit. Restrictions apply. Tell them I told you to call again, an additional $250 off your project. For the last windows you'll ever need, go to universalwindowsdirect.com. Like me, you'll be saying, I love... My windows. Yeah, and Oswald will play uh, the drum. Oh, that'll be fun. Also, I want to give a shout-out to George and the Baranos team for bringing by lunch to the ESPN Louisville Studios. Yum. Celebrating 46 years in Louisville. Wow. Yeah, it's that good. Baranos pizza. That, that, that is, it's absolutely killing me that you know, I gave the food drops up for Lent and Baranos on Friday. P- you know, Friday pizza just hits different. It does. And, you know, it's we, we have the perfect days for pizza drops here. You need a little pizza on, on hump day with matzo pie and then ushering you into the weekend. You need pizza on a Friday. And Bear knows, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, I gave it up for Lent, but that's a compliment to Bear knows. Yeah, because no, if you give up something that really is not important to you, like I just say joking all the time, yep, giving up skydiving this year, well, big deal. Right. But this, that's a sacrifice. No, it's, uh, it stings for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and is is what it is. And they got cheese pizzas too. If you yum, do, if you, or and veggie pizzas if you're trying to do the uh, the Lent thing and not eat meat today. So uh, good stuff. Uh, also, by the way, shameless plug. Um, I picked up a shift at Lulu. So if you're looking for some uh, rib sticking food, uh, shrimp and grits, tasty, Lent friendly, and it's absolutely to die for. It's my favorite favorite dish over there. We got some good. Uh, some good Cajun Italian food over there, and you can't go wrong with the uh, seafood fettuccine or the uh, shrimp and grits. Both went friendly, so hope to see you out uh, there on Market Street, Lulu on Market. So there you go. All right, where are you heading this weekend? Hopefully, I have, God willing, I have. It'll be it's a fun weekend as well as a work weekend. I got a very fine Illinois team going to Wisconsin, which is tough to win on the road there, like did, in a lot of places. And then after did that, did you text John Bull? Are you going to get him a bobble? No, I did, but but then right after that. Um, in the same arena, it's like a mini Madison Square Garden. They uh, break the place down, and uh, Wisconsin is playing uh, whatever place they are in the standings, whether they're second or first, whichever one they are, they're playing the other team. So it's the first-place team versus the second-place team in the Wisconsin Badgers. Not a minor league hockey team. This is the college team. This is Wisconsin UW's. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. They are going to play against Michigan State. That's going to be exciting. They play Michigan State. They are 15-6-1 in the conference, and they play uh, Michigan State. As you know, if you follow hockey at all, most of the hockey series are two games, uh, saves on the travel expenses. So they are playing Michigan State tonight and then again tomorrow. And uh, looking forward to that one. I, be- I don't know which one of them is in first place and which one's in second place. Uh, but this is going to be the battle for the Big Ten title. Closes out the regular season, and the two of them are Wisconsin's number four in the country. Michigan State is number six in the country. How exciting is that? That's going to be some good college hockey. It's oh, going to be good. It's going That's to be, be some good stuff. Standing. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. The producer, Rob Kelly, and I are going to go check out a little college hockey in Wisconsin. Can you bring, Wisconsin. Back, can you bring back either something that says college hockey, like Bucci Gross? I don't know if they have that for the games, but if if they were to sell some merchandise like that, it would be 
the Wisconsin game, or much easier for you to get. Can you bring back some cheese, cheese. cards? I know you can ask some cheese, cheese cards. cards. You know, no, bro- I'm, def- I'm definitely not bringing back can cheese you br- cards. Why can't you bring back cheese cards? Because it's not bringing back cheese Why? cards. Why? Because it's easy. It's vacuum sealed. In order for them to come with me, I'd have to purchase them, and I'm not going to purchase them. Why so won't you purchase me some cheese cards? I'll pay you for them. Cheese cards. Oh, that reminds me. I need to pay you for my helmet. Nick bought a... We have some Disney, perhaps some stories to tell. We'll see. Um... I want to see uh, what they, they. So the Big Ten does have hockey, evidently. Yeah, because Indiana used to play you guys, so they have a club team also. Yeah, um, they don't have. They do not have a Division One team though. Okay, not yet. Um, IU doesn't. They have a very good club team um, that uh, used to play D one, now plays D two, um, but the skill level um, is similar they're very 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 good um wisconsin has 47 points michigan state has 49 points hockey if you don't know you get um two points for a win one point for an overtime loss and so wisconsin's got to win two they got to beat them by two points this weekend which means they could have an overtime loss in the first game and then win the second game and still tie for, i don't know if that would get them first place or not i don't know i guess no they would be tied because they would they've got the same number of wins uh, What's your Venmo? My Venmo. I'm not going to give that out on the air. Thank you. Well, people, All right. People might say. I, I got to admit, I, I, you know, Caitlin Clark is rather extraordinary. I mean, that's not really profound, but I watched the shot. I had not seen it till today. The shot that she broke the record on, she's like 40 feet away. Oh, yeah. She shoots it from the logo. It's unbelievable. And and, and as she's declared for the WNBA draft, I do wonder, not being snarky, Will she make more money in the WNBA than she does playing in college? Well, some people were, were snarky, and they said that the headline should be takes a pay Caitlin cut. Clark takes a three-quarters of a million-dollar pay cut. Yeah, I mean, so. she's making three-quarters of a million dollars. I don't think there's very many women that make that in the WNBA. It's a short season, and they just don't pay that. So I don't know. But my guess is you know, endorsements and stuff, because she will have endorsements, but um, I w- I, she could get the same ones in college. I'm watching, while we're doing the show here today, that gymnast – Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Dunn. She's in a commercial commercial for some sportswear company. So I know she could. So obviously, if Olivia Dunn's doing that, Caitlin Clark could be doing it. So I don't know. She doesn't have to go to the NBA to do that. I don't think. But, right. You know. Yeah, I don't know what her nil worth is, but no, it's definitely a story. But uh, I'll say this: I would, I would, I would watch her. Oh yeah, no, she's enter- she's entertaining to watch because she shoots it from very far away. No, no, she can definitely ball. So, all right. Uh, well, you want to go do this thing we got to do, or we're not ready to do it yet because they haven't got the. No, the, no, no. We got yeah. We, we got to go uh, knock knock these out. Um, we got to go record. Some if you missed it, Rex Chapman has written a book with Seth Davis. It's really good. It's really courageous. It is, uh, uh, you know, he talks very candidly about a lot of people. My guess is he either cleared it with some of these people if they're still alive and those that are dead. You know, it's one of those things where they're past. And so he's revealed some things that are telling and maybe some you knew, some you didn't. Most importantly to me, he doesn't he's not like I'm I'm kissing and telling on everybody else. He certainly takes himself to task for many, many things. Uh, and it's a it's a very interesting uh, book. I really uh, recommend it. It's called It's Hard for Me to Live with Me, a memoir. And uh, Seth Davis had a lot of input into this, quite obviously, because uh, while uh, Rex tells some interesting stories, Seth did a really good job organizing uh, most of it, and this comes across very well. We'll come back. Stay with us. 